Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM network. And you are joined by Danuta and my fabulous co-host Lawson. Lawson, good morning to good you. Good morning, Danuta. Hey, we've got a Friday, which means we've also got a weekend, but even better, we've got a long weekend coming yes. up. I'm so grateful for that. Are you grateful I for am. a long weekend coming I up? Am. Stoked for the long weekend. Although you're going to be really busy, I'm be whereas I'm going to be relaxing. <laughs> but I'm going to be able to sleep in. That's that's ultimately what. Th- that's the step that we take. You know, I get to sleep in on on, nice. on on you know Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You know, getting to just have some some great rest. But also, my long weekend will be occupied with. Two main things. Tell us. Firstly, preaching. I'm preaching tonight, tomorrow morning, and tomorrow night at the Avondale University Church. Wow, neat. They're having an awesome event there. It's called the Adventist National Games, and they're bringing all the different schools from around Australia, the Adventist schools, to come and... Compete in a sports competition. So they're all night. coming and staying at Avondale for the weekend, are yeah, they? Yeah, that's right. And oh, then, of course, because the student's not there at the moment. That's right. So, that's right. Well, not all the students. There are a few of us still there. I'm still there. But, yep. but well, they have a they have a whole building where they come and they bring guests and whatnot. So all these students are coming from all over Australia. That's brilliant. And then um, I'm just going to study. Other than that, like particularly, you know, wake up Sunday morning, man, I'm going to be into it because these coming weeks I've just got essay, 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 essay. Yeah, so, this is the peak time, isn't it, with hey, all of the assignments for you? Such is life. Also, I want to give a shout out to 3ABN Radio, our contemporaries yeah, in great. this space. Uh, I recorded with them a, uh, a testimony. We talked about my life a little bit and that'll be going up on their websites soon. So, nice. yeah, praise God to those guys for, for letting me come on. Hey, what are you grateful for this morning, Danuta? I am grateful for the long weekend yeah. coming up because we're actually going to go away for a couple of days and just refresh, recharge our batteries and just keep going for next week. And coming up on our show today, we have our interview with Rebecca Orion from ADRA, promoting um, ADRA Appeal. You will learn more about that shortly. In our new segment, we're going to Pakistan and we're also talking about guns today. And in Bible study, we're looking at an overview of Ephesians 5 and this week we finish in Ephesians you're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And it has come down for our last day today with our quiz questions and that quarter to nine today. We're going to be drawing the prizes for you, the two prizes, but we're going to have our first quiz question for this morning. And, of course, get your phones ready to text in your answers on 0491 And here is our first quiz question. Where were the toilets designated to be in the Israelite camp while in the wilderness? Okay, interesting question. Where were the toilets designated to be in the Israelite camp while in the wilderness? If you know the answer that, to that, text us in on 0491 064 And if you have never stopped to think about where the toilets may have been, oh, start thinking about that in this, in this question. Yeah, yeah to give I'm us the just answer. starting to think about Toilet usage. Well, you were asking an interesting question off air earlier, but I asked essentially, would you rather delete tissues or toilet paper? (laughs) And you know, we had some uh, interesting discussion here about interesting discussion surrounding that. But I'm I'm just thinking now, like toilet usage in the old days. You know, yeah. Actually, you know what? I want to stop thinking about that. This this is kind of gross, but. Regardless, it's, it's, uh, yeah. If you know the answer to this one, 0491 064 669, of course, our prizes for this week 
We have the Bible Quiz Show by Paul Kent, as well as the Bible Challenge Card Game as well. We want to give both of these to you absolutely for free. We're drawing it today, but you have to be in it to win it. Absolutely. There can only be one winner, and that's going to be someone on the wheel. So, guys, get your answers in. Hey, correct, incorrect. If if, if they're correct, you'll get into the draw. But even if you don't know the answer... Like if just you're thinking, have a try if you're it. thinking like, you know, where where are these toilets? Just say anywhere. Just just say just say somewhere. Just yeah. <laughs> just give an answer, and it might be right. Hey, zero four nine one zero six four six six. And of course, you only have four more chances after this to go in the draw. Um, you know, for the for the draw that happens at quarter to nine today. So text us in your answers on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. And where are we going to today, Lawson? In which town or city are we saying hello to? And welcome to our listeners uh, who've got listening to Faith FM and who would like to hear from why they live there, what they do there. Where are we going? We are going to Tully in Queensland. Tully in Queensland. That sounds like a small town too. Yeah, so Tully is north of Townsville. Like ah, I've been to Townsville. Up near Cairns. Right. So, so have you been to Cairns before? I have and Cairns, I'm going there again next spot. year. Uh, it's like Love just, Kent. just awesome. I remember it's like one of my earliest, earliest memories is being like five years old, and we went on a family holiday to Cairns. We had a relative who lived up there, and we did all the fun Cairns things, and you know, just spent time there, and 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 in the hot weather, in the beautiful scenery and whatnot. And I specifically remember we were walking along this big long track, this this big well big long path that takes you through the city of Cairns, and um. I like, I was, I was walking and my feet just got so sore. It was like maybe the most I'd ever walked in my life. And my feet got so sore. And then my parents realized I had flat feet. And then from there, it was like, wow. That, that you know, then I started using, you know, orthopedics and uh, orthotics. Orthotics, that's it. But, or seeing like ortho, that those people, the pedi- podiatrist. podiatrist for my foot <laughs> and stuff. And, you know, trying to fix my feet. But yeah, I just remember like walking and just, having so much pain and being like, mom and dad, I can't walk anymore. And then wow. my dad carried me. So that was a cool story. Dad, you know, dad thing, like I, he put me on his shoulders and just carried me around everywhere for the rest of the day. That's so nice. Maybe that was a good thing then. Then, you know, yeah. you got carried around, which was, was Oh, nice which was thing. nice, but hey. I was not faking it. Like the pain was real. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So hello to Tully in Queensland. Yeah. Text us in. Let us know what you love about living there. What happens over there? You know, what are the, what are the things that are entertaining over there too? Hey, some good news. We're going to Pakistan today. Uh, you, wow. Yes. Pakistan, wow. of course, you know, the population and look, you know, we've actually had people you've spoken a lot about pakistan we Mm. actually recently had tony benjamin from voice of the martyrs probably about three weeks ago talking Mm. about you know christianity and the persecution that's happening of course in pakistan Mm. and how the voice of the martyrs are doing a fabulous work in um in pakistan so of course in pakistan there's 240 million or so people in that's the population much bigger than Australia. Much, much, much bigger, like times several times over. It's actually got more than 90%, of course, identify as being Muslim. And in the 2017 census, about 2.6 million um, people were Christians at the time. So there may have been, you know, just a slight variation now with the numbers, which equates to about 1.7% mm. of the total population, which is really quite small, but it's actually the second largest. So it's actually the second largest minority group after the Hindu. 
taboos, okay? Mm. So as we know, like, you know, as we've spoken many times on this show, in Pakistan the Christians are persecuted heavily, um, and which is not great news. But the good news is there are good things happening. Yes. And you had something actually happen this week yes. that we just thought would be really great for our listeners to hear because you were sharing it with us. We're just like, hey, share it with our listeners. So yeah. give it to us, Lawson. Absolutely. So this story starts with my friend Hannah. So Hannah Nakagawa, we've had her on the show before. She is a Japanese Christian here in Australia working in Newcastle Uni doing amazing work there. But she's involved in a ministry called 24-7 United Prayer. Mm -hmm. And it's this Zoom call that runs at all times of the day where Christians come in from all over the world and get together and pray. And it's super powerful. Like, it's a really, really powerful ministry. And it's really inspiring Christians to, to do amazing things, but to be constantly in prayer and praying for their situations. Through 24-7 United Prayer, somehow Hannah got connected with, well, Firstly, like other Christians and Seventh-day Adventists in Pakistan. And through those guys, there was a pastor in Pakistan, a Methodist pastor, who was looking for foreign speakers to give Bible studies over WhatsApp in his congregation because mm. he wants to reach his local community. And he figured that if he had foreign speakers, like, you know, he they can, might become more interested. Yeah, that's right. He yep. can do the groundwork of reaching people. But then, you know, oh, if I've got someone from overseas, then... Uh, then, then yeah, people would be interested. And so that came, somehow got somehow to Hannah. Somehow you got to well, actually well, be involved in yeah, that, Yeah, that's didn't right. You? You I got to be involved. Uh, but, yeah, through Hannah. Like, Hannah yep. started to teach these people over Zoom. And then Hannah would invite me every time to talk about Bible prophecy. So when prophecy subjects would come up, you know, the book of Daniel and Revelation, she would invite me to, to come in and to go over those topics, you know, and, and, but relatively sparsely. Like she'd be studying every week and maybe she would ask me once a month or once every six weeks to, to come in and, mm. and to speak about, you know, do a Bible study on those kinds of topics. Anyways, I thought when I was giving these Bible studies, I thought the pastor and the congregation, I thought they were like Seventh-day Adventists. Yeah. And so I'm just giving Seventh-day Adventists Bible studies, you know, just really really clear things about what we believe about prophecy, and particularly the book of Daniel and Revelation and and whatnot. And and they're loving it because they're seeing Mm. the truth. And and even furthermore, you know, talking about the Sabbath and, and... uh, you know, the state of the dead being rest in the grave and, and that kind of annihilationism, mm. like these very, what I would consider to be biblical doctrines, but are definitely promoted by, by the Seventh Adventist church. Yeah. And I'm giving these Bible studies and all of these people from the community are coming in, you know, Christians and non Christians to, to do these Bible studies. And then I ended up giving a Bible study and it was, it was about the concept of the remnant church mm. or God's true church. And, going through Revelation chapter 14, Revelation chapter 17, and essentially coming to the conclusion that, hey, the church that is, the churches that are truly following God are doing two things. Firstly, they, they have the faith of Jesus. Amen. They have a sanctifying relationship with Jesus. And secondary, secondarily, they keep the commandments of God. That's right. There are some further steps as well. Having the spirit of prophecy is very key too and and whatnot. But it was through that framework that I shared and I said, and I shared a bit about my own experience. And I said, that's why I'm a Seventh-day Adventist today. And and even reflecting, like think about Methodism, 
today and and the Methodist Church here in Australia it's the Uniting Church in America the United Methodist Church is a church that has brought about in you know reforms to their different doctrines that have you know included LGBT and LGBT pastors and that basically they had a they had a, a, a synod or a conference or whatever it may be where all the church leaders got together and they were like and they were like uh, being gay is no longer a sin like and and I mean by like you know acting in, in with, you know, on, with intention on, on homosexual practice, that kind of thing and, and stuff like that. And so the Uniting Church, I'm like, oh man, they, they t- clearly disregard the law of God mm. and, or the Methodist Church. What, what is the Methodist that Church There's today? a movement away from the biblical That's principles. right. It, it, absolutely. And I'm like, you know, and this, so that's why I'm not a Methodist or a Uniting Church or whatever it may be. Like I'm, I'm a Seventh-day Adventist because I can see these ingredients present in mm. this church mm. and I didn't know, again, that this guy, Pastor Gill, wasn't a Seventh-day Adventist, yeah. but he's going, Lawson, this is a powerful Bible study. And I'm like, oh, amen, amen. You know, I, I, praise God. And he's like, he, and he's speaking to the congregation and they're all clapping so and, cool. and getting so hyped. Anyways, I come back, or actually Hannah comes back to do Bible study the next week. I told her how it went and she was like so surprised and filled me in that, oh, these people aren't Seventh-day Adventists, da, da, da. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> okay, fair enough. She comes into the zo- uh, into the Zoom call, the, the WhatsApp call the next week, and they've renamed their church to their city and then Seventh-day Adventist church. Wow. And, it was like, and she was so surprised. Wow, hey. and, and the pastor just tells her, like, yes, we want to be Seventh-day Adventists. We want to follow the truth They've of the Bible. They've been convicted by the Holy Spirit. They've been convicted held the Holy Spirit. by these doctrines. They're like, yes, like, this is what we want to do. This Praise is who we want to be. And Hannah, Great news. Hannah then got them in contact with, you know, some administration in, in that area of Western Within Asia. Within the Seventh-day Adventist church, you know, yeah that out but it was it was just so funny and and it was so amazing to see like these people convicted like they're they're already christians in a certain denomination they're not inclined to just change willy-nilly or whatever it may be but they were able to see you know in and amongst the persecution and gill sent us photos when we talk about the persecution there happening there gill was sending us photos of people hiding in cornfields from like the local like Muslim population, the imams and whatnot, who wow. are attacking Christians, burning buildings. Like it's a really real situation there. They're really convicted about what yeah. they believe, and their faith is strong. They're anchored in Jesus That's Christ. Right. Strong, but then they're not necessarily just inclined to give up what they believe for another doctrine. Like they they are already fighting for what they believe. But when they could see truth, they could see truth proven from the Bible. They were like. Yeah, that's what we want to do. That's who we want to be. That's who we are. Praise and the so Lord. this congregation just completely, you know, they're like, yep, we're, we're, we're average stuff. We're seven-day minutes. So I, I thought that was an amazing story, and, and it was a real blessing to be a part of that journey. And for me, like, I just showed up and preached the truth boldly. I had no idea. And but but God was, had been working in that situation, and it was amazing to see. And we're called change. to be God's witnesses and to be God's servants, aren't we? And that's exactly what you were doing. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to the Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. I loved the bass in there. Did you hear it? Like mm. it was so deep. Mm. Hey, we were kind of oh, trying to imitate it, it but, but we but can't. My voice isn't that low. <laughs> I have a friend named Michael. He's a part of the singing group at my university, yeah. uh, The Promise. 
dude. Like, he's, like, just this, you know, relatively regular-looking skinny guy. And when he talks, like, he has a very similar vocal kind of cadence to me. And, a, and then he's like, hey, watch this. And then just... Goes like, just right down. Insanely <laughs> low. I've heard them sing. And, yeah, he does a great job with oh, that, eh? Just, just awesome. so gifted, so gifted. Hey, we've got our next quiz question for today. If there come... If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him blank, blank. Mm. Okay, so we're looking for the two words there. Yeah. Okay, here it goes. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him blank, blank. Text us in your answers on 0491064669 and you'll go in the draw for our two quiz books that will actually, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Bible Quiz Show and the Bible Challenge card game as well. We want to give these to you absolutely for free. But you have to win the draw. And to get in the draw, you have to answer our quizzes correctly. And the more quiz questions you get correct, the more chances you get in the quiz. Absolutely. And we've already had our answers coming in from the first one. And we, let's read some of these out because it's really cool um, with some of the some of the things, you know. Can we say that it's not necessarily in this spot, but it's in this spot yeah. is some of the things. We'll read them out later after we've actually yeah. got our draw happening. Um, These but, guys are yeah. trying to be comedians. As soon as we yeah, talk yeah. about the toilet, and then everyone's got Suddenly jokes. everyone's you know? got like, a few jokes. And we've had a few little <laughs> giggles, and we're loving your responses. And some of you actually put the emojis with the big laughter signs too. Hey, we've also got uh, – yeah. No, we can't. Can we read Wayne's out? No, that's part of the answer too, isn't it? Yeah. We'll read them out later on, well, we I think. Will, we don't want to give too much No, no, because otherwise we're giving clues to some others as well, mm. I think. Hey, But yeah. anyway, that question again, if there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him blank, blank. Text mm. us your answers, 0491 Hey, Lawson, where are we going with our news segment this morning? Okay, we're going to be talking about the US. And we're going to be talking about guns as we mm. introduced it in the start of the show. I want to start by talking about a story that unfolded in Virginia where there was a man. His name was Rui Zhang. He's of Chinese descent, and he had been making very vague threats on Instagram towards a church in Virginia. So Mm. they, uh, on their Instagram, on their social media, he'd been like posting some photos and some things about bringing the church into harm. And And what was his reasons for that? Do they they, indicate why he would have been targeting a church? He just had some vendetta against churches in general and that's his local church and christian community i mean the way this guy was acting i I don't think it would be i don't think it would be out of place to say that he's probably struggling with some things mentally and taking some of those frustrations out online and attacking you know this, this one particular church as a result it's the park valley church but yeah he he just made these vague threats of violence on their Instagram page and then uploaded some stuff on his own Instagram page of like, oh, this church, I'm going to bring it to harm or something. And and, th- and so who started taking it seriously? Anyone? So the church looked into it right. and were like, oh, hey, let's make sure that we, uh, we keep an eye out for mm. this person and, and monitor the situation, which is, so, you know, something that happens even here in Australia. Mm. Uh, it's, you know, working in churches. Often we have an organization called AdSafe and they will send in, you know, if there are 
individuals in particular communities of concern. They'll send that information to the local pastors so they can keep an eye out. The church took stock of that information and they contacted the local police like, hey, this person has been making these threats. Just keep an eye out. And all of a sudden, there was an off-duty police officer who was actually working an assignment in that church. Mm Mm-hmm. And he saw Jiang's vehicle there, Rui Jiang's vehicle, this, this person, and he noticed him on the property. Mm. Like he, he saw him like walking around in the parking lot and he saw his car there. And then there was a number of other church members who mm. saw the vehicle as well, who wow. these were leaders in the church who had been raised, you know, had been made aware about this situation. They had, had seen this unfolding in front of them and, so then they called the local police and they showed up and, and arrested the guy because mm. it's like, okay, you've been making these threats of violence. Now you're on the property, kind of a preemptive, you know, mm-hmm. something just to... And just so they were doing a preventative to, thing. Yeah, to case. avert the threat. And it yeah. turns out he had a number of knives and a loaded handgun with extra ammunition Whoa. on them. So potentially... Like this Harm could have been this done. This could have been something pretty, bad. pretty legit. And it was on his person as well. He was carrying. It wasn't just like in his car. Because again, in America, in Virginia, you know, you have the right to, to, to bear arms constitutionally, but in Virginia you have the right to carry, you know, your arms around as well and whatnot. But this wasn't like, oh, it's in his glove box or something like that. It was Oh, it's in his pocket as well as two knives. Like, mm. and they've arrested him and they've seen this. And, and it's, a, I think it's a fantastic story of like, oh, wow, like, you know, law enforcement and the church coming together to avert these threats yeah. before they could take hold. And especially because churches have been targeted by shooters and whatnot mm. in the last couple of years mm-hmm. in the United States. And mm-hmm. particularly, I remember Lyle was ta- talked about one story where there was a Taiwanese church and a guy had come in because of actually political issues. He just opened fire on the church and, and, you know, people died. But it was actually amazing. Only one person died in that situation, even though he shot like heaps and heaps of rounds. And that's because the person who died was this like 80-year-old man who just rushed him straight away and just jumped on him. Oh, wow. And so sacrificed his, his life. I was just about to say, yeah. sacrificed his life to save others. Absolutely. So that being said, like these things are a threat and it's like, okay, what, what are we going to do about this? In, in other cases, it, it, the stories come out of 15 people dying and whatnot in Texas in church, like just, just awful, awful, awful stuff. But then it's like, okay, well, what can be done about this? There's an ex US Navy SEAL who is a Christian, and he was speaking on a Christian podcast, uh, and his name's Matt Montana, and he had told this podcast, it's called Higher Ground, that they have been creating, him and a few of his friends and colleagues, have been creating an AI that works in cameras to detect if people have weapons around churches true so they've been building these cameras and they're wanting yeah they're wanting to install them in churches so that they'll be like yeah able to automatically detect if someone is holding a weapon to alert everyone and to try and you know have again some level of prevention and i wonder at what distance they can actually detect that from the church well that's right well ai as we know is getting better and better and better in fact chat gpt was just announced that it, it, so for the longest time, ChatGPT, which has been the AI, the writing tool AI has kind of captivated the world about what AI has the potential to do. 
it's just gone live. And what I mean by that is that ChatGPT up and now has been stuck in September 2021. It is now has access to the entire internet and can create information by taking information from anywhere in the internet. So it's a, this is like a huge step for ChatGPT. Mm. For, for these cameras here, like we have cameras in Australia that run yeah. on AI, the, the mobile detection cameras, right? Mm-hmm. So they're, they're running on AI to look and to say, oh, is that a mobile? And then alert the government and take your money, uh, which, you know, at the same time, you shouldn't be using your phone and driving. For the churches here, again, they're developing this AI that can do the same thing. It can look at a picture, look at an image and say, okay, that looks like a gun. It, you know, it'll be trained to see all the different types of guns from all the different various angles. That looks like a gun. And so, therefore, you know, alert everyone, you know, maybe an alarm or a siren goes off, you know, and locks the doors. And, yeah, and it, it's just pretty insane to me that... This is the lengths that American Christians, again, what we would consider the leaders of the free mm. world and the leaders mm-hmm. of Christianity in the world, that American Christians are needing to go to to feel to those safe extremes. Yep. in churches. And obviously that's not going to be a problem here. And I don't think that's ever going to become a problem here because of our harsh ban and you know gun control. But at the same time, it shows the risks that churches are facing and... Well, the lengths that Christians are going to to stop it. But I think all we can do is continue to pray for these situations and see more like what I would say, like awesome stories of prevention, but also miracles happen where, you know, these stories like a Ruiz Young can can unfold where, you know, church people who are potentially at harm, they they aren't at harm because of, you know, right people being in the right place at the right time. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Lawson, it's come time for our next quiz question, our third to last one for today. Can you take it away, please? Yeah, what group of people does Paul seem to insult in Titus 1, 10 to 16? Is it A, the Egyptians, B, the Romans, C, the Cretans, or D, the Turks? If you know the answer to that one, hey, 0491-064-669. Again, what group of people does Paul seem to insult in Titus 1, 10 to 16? Is it A, the Egyptians, B, the Romans, C, the Cretans, or D, the Turks? If you know the answer to that one, you will go into the draw to win our amazing prizes for this week. We have the Bible Challenge card game and the Bible Quiz show. We want to give these to you for free to the, well, the winner of the draw. And again, in the draw, just have to answer questions correctly. Again, 0491-064-669. Yeah, and it's come time now for our interview with Rebecca Orion from ADRA. Hello, Rebecca. Are you there? Hello, nice to hear you guys this morning. And you too, Rebecca. Mm. Welcome to our show. We're really excited you're on this show. And, of course, you work for the Adventist Development and Relief Agency. That's what ADRA stands for. And it's an official humanitarian agency of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And we do a lot of work worldwide. And here in Australia, ADRA does a fabulous work and has done a lot, of course, did a lot, especially when we had the floods last year as well. But tell us a little bit about ADRA, and then we're going to also ask you a little bit about yourself. So tell us a little bit about the purpose of ADRA, what ADRA actually does, please. Yeah, sure. Uh, so first of all, it's a privilege and a blessing to work for such an amazing organisation. 
uh, that supports many people in need. You know, last year we supported over 238,000 people across Australia. Wow. Um, yeah, in, the, in our key areas of health, education, livelihoods and disaster relief. So not only, um, you know, in Australia, South Pacific, Africa, Asia, um, in over a 100 countries, this is the work that our church members are doing on the ground and volunteers. Like in the last year alone, we have 2,000 volunteers and 101 activities in, in Australia. And this is crucial wow. at this time. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely so, crucial. Yeah. And I guess, you know, like we mentioned, even with the floods and then there were the fires in Australia and Adra stepped in with that. But even in between those big, if, um, big situations um, across Australia, we also do have a lot happening in between all of that, don't we? Yeah, definitely. Um, cost of living crisis. You hear it, you know, everywhere on the news every night. Mm. And I'm witnessing I'm witnessing what's going on on the ground. You know, our, we're seeing probably a 30% increase in people presenting, people presenting with, you know, food insecurity, uh, people who are, when there is stress in the home, we are seeing an increase of people with domestic violence um, and those just needing mm. a listening ear. So uh, our teams are on the ground and um, thank God that we can be there to support people in need because mm. it's, it's just going to get worse mm. unless unless there's more done, especially with housing, um, the rental crisis. I'm actually looking for rooms within houses at the moment because there's a lot of exploitation out there which mm. people don't understand. Mm -hmm. um, private landlords selling, renting off their backyards for people in tents to pay. Like, wow. it's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. Wow. For just having a tent in the backyard, somebody's actually got to pay rent. Correct. So where's the bills like that for electricity? Is <laughs> I'm just, I'm that just is thinking so like, crazy. wow, is yeah. it just to pay to use the toilet in the house or something? Or is it because, I mean, there's no electricity that they're using and stuff, but. Yeah, exactly. There was one, uh, there was a post the other day, oh, you can use our caravan for, you know, $400 a week. Like, $400 a week. Yeah. How can that be justified? Uh, oh. it, it's ridiculous. There is no monitoring around this. Um, and I actually uh, went to a landlord the other day because I found a room for one of our clients and I said, did you know that you're actually operating an illegal rooming house? Because I'm on a lot of the emergency relief task force across the state um, in councils, mm -hmm. and I said that if you if you don't um, put hot water on and a, a lock on her door, then you are I'm going to report you to the police. Wow! So, thank you, thank you for saying that and sorting yeah. out these situations because that is just awful. Yeah, it's horrible. So this is where, you know, ADRA comes in as far as uh, the money that's raised on the ADRA appeal. It helps so many mm. people in need and especially at this crucial time. You know, you've got people sleeping rough. There's uh, The statistics are crazy. There's about 57,000 people on our waiting list for housing. <gasps> wow. 57,000? This is in Victoria. Victoria. and. And the new, the new stat for people who are food insecure is that there is over half of all food insecure households had someone in paid work. 
So this is where we're talking. It's not only Centrelink. This is where in every house, well, in over half of the households, one person is working. So it's, it's this new thing called the working poor. This is what we're seeing in, in the lines. There's so many line, increasing lines at our services of people needing support. Mm. That's that's a massive amount, and when I think of fifty seven thousand in Victoria alone, and if then you actually add up around the different states that you would actually also have, we'd be yeah. getting like well over a hundred thousand, probably close even to two hundred thousand. Would that be a fair number to say? Well, definitely, you know, and it's twenty one percent of people um, experiencing food insecurity. This is across Australia, so that's about oh one in six, one in five. It's just crazy, and sometimes I. I think, what can I do, you know? But then I think we are so blessed to be part of the family of God. And there are many mm. people out there through through their um, connection with our volunteers, they too are now starting to experience um, what it's like to be part of a family. Um, we, we operate a, a bus. A, it's a purpose-built bus at Pakenham. And we have uh, some volunteers there that now come everywhere because they say, we love being around your volunteers. You're part of, we love being part of the ADRA family. Mm-hmm. And we get to share hope with them. You know, this is what a lot of people are missing out on. They, they see just this daily struggle and yet they see our volunteers, you know, um, welcoming and, and kind and mm-hmm. compassionate. And they want, what's different? about you guys and uh, you know we say well you know we love jesus and jesus gives us his hope Mm. and this is they want to know more and that's what it's about you know just being out Mm. there and being his hands and feet Mm. that's the real key isn't it being his hands and feet in every way and i guess that's part of what made you want to go into adra yourself is that is that the case or like what is it that drove you to being involved in adra Definitely. Um, so I was previously in financial planning and do you know when sometimes there's a clock on the wall and you look at the wall, the clock, and it's only gone about a minute and next five mm. minutes you look at it and I think, what am I doing here? Uh-huh. And, wow. <laughs> and at that point I actually wasn't um, baptised. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was going, I've been, um, I'm actually, my granddad is a pastor, Pastor Bill Otto, and um, I've been in the church since I was born, but I left because I didn't find um, meaning or I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. And um, it, it's amazing how God works. He mm. brought people into my life. And one of my best friends, she said, um, Beck, I know you're really bored what you're doing. There's a job going at the conference office. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, do I really want to go, you know, back to church in, in that environment? You know, because I guess when you leave the church, there's a lot of guilt. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, do I, am I good enough? Mm-hmm. And, um, but God, he, he, oh man, I had some restless nights and, um, yeah, I, I took the job and I finished my, I actually went and did social work studies and, um, and then the job came up at ADRA and that was 16 years ago and I'm still there today and, um, man, I am just, oh, mate, I just thank God for the privilege and the blessing to support his people, yeah. Praise the Lord. Mm. What a beautiful and powerful testimony there, right there, of how Jesus has worked in your life and that because you've experienced his beauty, like you said, you know, you, you feel some of that that guilt, but you've experienced the grace of Jesus Christ. And I love that you wear the words, but God, because we've been unpacking some of that, um, you know, here at Faith FM, even of how 
Paul says that in Ephesians, but God, and that's the turning yeah. point of, you know, but God, mm. and how you're now applying what Jesus has done in your life and you're, you're helping so many others in that area. So um, that's just powerful in 16 years. Worth. So tell us a little bit about the Adra appeal mm. that's actually coming up as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, so really important that everyone gets behind this uh, mission uh, to do the ADRA appeal in your local state. Um, I'm not quite sure if you've seen the feature story of Perry. She's actually from uh, one of our ADRA community care centres in Victoria, in Ferntree Gully. And it's really hard for people to ask for help. And this is where Perry talks about, she, you know, she had a house, she had a mortgage, but then she faced an injury and she was out of, she was a nurse um, and she was out of work for 18 months. So um, she used all of her annual leave, all of her sick pay, um, and it left her broke. Uh, but then she was able to um, get a little bit of work but then her husband actually had a stroke. Wow. Mm. And um, this this left her absolutely desolate. And she thought, what is she going to do? So she looked up all the council areas and then she um, agencies for support. And she found Adra Fentry Gully and she went in there and she's now volunteering there mm. because she was able to get the support that she, she needed. It wasn't only food. Um, food is the first point. It's the relationships. It's people who are mm. feeling lonely. Um, it's the extra support that we can provide through our health programs. So important. Mm. And, you know, and get Getting to know that hope through Jesus, which is what we all need, um, and this is this is a great story of Perry. So I urge you to get out there, go and door knock on those doors. And in Victoria, we have highway collection, mm-hmm. <laughs> and amazing. the um, yeah, the youth love that getting out there. Try not to get run over. But <laughs> <laughs> is that the ones where they actually stop at the lights and they actually you know have have like a container for people to put money in while they actually clean their windows or something? I've seen that, uh, those done. Yeah, we don't we don't clean windows. But oh, okay. <laughs> I've seen we, some where they do the front windscreen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, too much for our people to because we've got they've got buckets. In yeah, their that's neat. So, um, we we pr- pretty much need FPOS uh, <laughs> collectors because a lot of people don't have spare change these days. But anyway, they go to the the doors, the windows, and they collect um, funds. And um, yeah, and it's a great way for people to um, raise awareness of ADRA mm-hmm. um, and know that the great work that we do, not only in Australia but overseas. Yeah, that's fabulous. And also, if yeah, we want to encourage our, our listeners or you know anyone that's also from from the Seventh Day Adventist Church that may be listening to actually get involved in the Adra Appeal. But also, if you're not you know you're not one that's actually involved in that, you may be actually getting somebody knocking on their door, won't they? Also, um, Rebecca, that mm. you may actually be somebody that's actually receiving somebody knocking on the door and says they're collecting for the Adra Appeal, and so to open their hearts, hey. Yeah, definitely. So hopefully, you know, um, the stories that you're hearing and um, also what you're seeing on the news with the cost of living crisis will help you to give give more this year because, um, it, yeah, it's crucial for those that are really doing it tough at the moment. Yeah, and we love what you're just saying that ADRA does just does so much work. And you said, you know, there were 238,000 people that were actually helped in Australia in the last year or so. And so many are being impacted in every way um, because of the housing crisis and the food crisis that is happening. But mm. Rebecca, we just want to say thank you so much. Um, God bless you in the role that you're doing. God bless you with your team as well. And we want to encourage all of our listeners to somehow be involved as a giver, as a, as a, as a collector.
in any way with the ADRA appeal. Um, thanks so much once again, Rebecca. Right. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.